Hello everyone, my name is Taylor. And I'm Kelly. And we are the co-hosts of Jumping Bomb Audio, the podcast all about Joshi Pro Wrestling here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Every other Monday, we are with you talking about the biggest news in Joshi, along with show reviews, previews, and much, much more. So if you're new to Joshi or you've been a longtime fan, this is the show for you. We've got something for everyone here. So check us out, Jumping Bomb Audio. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Reach for the sky, boy. to Music of the Mat on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Music of the Mat, the podcast devoted exclusively to the music of pro wrestling. It's all part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Andrew Rich. This is episode 153, and it's the sixth anniversary show looking at the themes of Monday Night Raw. And today I'm joined by a returning guest here on the show. He is one of the hosts of the flagship podcast and the captain of Voices of Wrestling. It's Rich Kreich. Hello again, Rich. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you back on. Uh, very appropriate, uh, given Joe did the fifth anniversary show last year. And now here you are for number six. So that's pretty cool. And um, for those wondering, I did reach out to Chris Maffei about this show and he's actually moving right now so he's a little bit busy to do a wrestling podcast right about now no. but no, um, he's no what is he no more important than this wrestling maybe all wrestling not this wrestling podcast no <laughs> that that's come on Chris. i uh I, I do plan on him being on at some point over the next month or two but um but until then rich here you are so, so okay great <laughs> couldn't get chris so here's rich no that that's awesome I'm, I'm i'm glad to be on there and yeah i can't wait to hear uh, chris back on the show uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, I can't believe it's been six years because I, I definitely remember uh, both you and Chris pitching this show uh, to me apparently six years ago, which makes me feel very old and time flies and all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, I remember when you guys pitched me the show idea. I was just like, that's brilliant. That sounds like an incredible, incredible show. Uh, you two are the right guys to do it. I can't wait to hear it. And then what followed was just gold. It was just incredible stuff. Uh, instantly became my favorite podcast really like wrestling podcast non-wrestling podcast whatever uh definite 100 percent the new episode would drop i don't care what was on my queue what i was trying to listen to what i was you know in the middle of listening to dropped it all listen to music of the mat every single week and and you know obviously you know chris leaving and and me you know kind of wondering oh shoot that might be the end of the show it might be over and you kind of taking the mantle and just saying no, no no i'm gonna keep it going and now i mean how many years has it been 
without Chris at this point, three or four, right? Uh, no, he left within the first year. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, so it's that's... been like just me for like over five years now. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you've done a tremendous job with it. And I think the only issue that I ever, or the only like question I ever had was like, man, are you going to ever run out of like, you know, relevant theme music to discuss or whatever? No, and you really no, haven't. No. There's a ton to, there's so much out there. And then I also think what you, you, you've done recently, you know, pivoting to the music memories thing has been really, really cool as well. Cause it's maybe you will at some point run out of like relevant, you know, important theme music to talk about or whatever. But the music memories, you can bring back songs that you've done before. You can bring back wrestlers that you've talked about before. It doesn't matter because it's all about that guest that you have on and and, and you, you do a great job with those guests uh, as well. So yeah, the highest of compliments for, for what you've done here with, with Music of the Mad. I think it's an awesome, awesome show. Uh, and now my only frustration is that more people don't listen to it because I think it's, it, <laughs> it, it's brilliant. Uh, and all the people that don't listen to it, you're all stupid and you should listen to it. Preach, brother. Preach. Thank you. There I said it. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, here's a bit of fun news for you, Rich. Uh, you being here means that you have now taken the lead for most appearances on the show. Is that true? This is your seventh time on, and that's the record. So uh, you have now overtaken Garrett Kinney and Jeff Hawkins. Ego so there yeah. you go. <laughs> Garrett, Garrett in the mud. <laughs> in the mud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, before we delve into things here, Rich, I, I did want to uh, start off by just um, just saying a few words about the sudden and just horribly tragic death of Jay Briscoe. Uh, Rich, I know that you and Joe did your own tribute to him on the flagship, and that was an amazing segment, you know. Um, but I just wanted to say a few things here myself. Um, you know, Jay Briscoe and, by extension, the Briscoe brothers, him and Mark, you know, what can you say? They're one of the best tag teams of all time, really. Not just ROH, not just of their era, all time, bar none. Um, I remember a few years ago, uh, me and Robin Reed did an episode of the Briscoes, and we remarked about how, and others have too, but just how consistently great they were for 20 years, just 20 years straight of constant great matches, both singles and tags, Jay himself, one of the best promos of all time, really. Uh, so believable, so authentic, so intense. <laughs> um, up until the very end, you know, the FTR trilogy last year will go down as one of the best three-match series of all time. And that's just one of the countless legendary feuds that these guys have had over the years. You know, the Samoa Joe feud, the Stinerico feud, uh, the Kings of Wrestling, the Bucks, Adam Cole, uh, Age of the Fall, Jay Lethal, G.O.D., the list goes on and on and on. And to think of, of someone like him just dying so suddenly and at such a young age, 38 years old, it, it, it hurts. Um, it hurts more than most, I think. And I think a big part of that is, and, and you and Joe touched on this too in the flagship, but it feels like we grew up with him. Because uh, you know, he started out, him and Mark, as literal teenagers. And we've seen them quite literally man up into adults with big families and crazy hairdos and tattoos and all that stuff. So it's like, have I ever met Jay Briscoe in person? No, I've seen him wrestle a few times live, but it still feels more personal than other losses have, I think, Rich. Yeah, and 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 I think that's, to me, the, the biggest thing about this death is that most wrestling fans of a certain age 
pretty much saw their entire career, saw everything, saw them show up uh, in Ring of Honor, have gone back and watched them in Ring of Honor, even if you weren't watching uh, in real time, as, you know, two 18, well, and Mark at the time, 17 or whatever uh, year olds with buzz cuts, wearing their, you know, wrestling singlets or whatever, and then little by little evolve. And like you said, get some tattoos and grow some hair, or in Mark's case, grow a beard. Uh, hair never quite worked out for Mark that much, but the beard works. He started growing a bigger beard and then getting tattoos and then having children and then growing and growing. And we just saw all that. We, you know, we all lived it. And and for some people, we lived it in real time as well. Cause you know, they're 18, 17. Jay passed away at 38. He's only a couple years older than me. He's only like two years older than me. And I'm realizing, man, my entire adult life, like I was watching this guy and I was watching him perform at the highest level in wrestling. And then I also added to that the, you know, the interviews done at their farm with their family, with their dad them getting out of their cars, them talking about their chickens. You know what I mean? It was all like they let us in in a way that a lot of other wrestlers don't. A lot of other wrestlers might have a character that they're an everyman and that they're, you know, the people's champion and that they're, you know, for the fans and stuff. And they might sit at a merch table and talk to you or whatever. But, like, those guys let us in in a way that nobody else lets us in. Like, I don't know what other – I don't know what any other wrestler's house looks like. I don't know what any other wrestler's backyard looks like. I I don't know what cars any other wrestlers drive. I know what the brisket – I know what their house looks like. I know what their dad looks like. I know what their family looks like. I know what their – Hell, I know what their chickens look like. <laughs> I know where the chicken coop is. It's like that's not, and that, and that that I think hits a little harder for for a lot of people because it, it does feel one of our one of us is not. I, that's not the right term that I want to use, but it just did feel like we were we were let in a little bit more to their lives and their family more so than any other wrestler. So when this sort of thing happens, as tragically as it happens, it's like holy crap. Especially because it affects the whole family. It affects, you know, Jay's, Jay's daughters. It, 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 we know how it's going to affect Mark. We, we just know how it's going to affect that entire family. So it does, it just feels a little different. It just feels like a guy who, and, and especially then, you know, worse so because the next day you just the outpouring of support that you hear of how much, how many lives he touched and how many people really, really, truly, genuinely love the guy. Uh, it, it makes it hurt even a little bit more because now you're hurting for the other people, you know, that, that are hurting as well. So it, it, yeah, it's just an awful, awful death. And, and, you know, you, you talked about the longevity and the and the great wrestling. I mean, we broke it down on the flagship. When you go over the names of teams and wrestlers that the every single like major wrestling star over the last 20 years has probably faced the Briscoes at one time or another and probably had a really, really good match against the Briscoes, <laughs> which is the other <laughs> important aspect of it too, is they just were tremendous. They were tremendous. They were good for longer than any other tag team. I just there, there's no other tag team that you can find. You can give me names, you can come up. You're not going to find it. Nobody has as, as as good as long as these guys were uh, almost 20 years of just being great, nonstop great, and 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 ending out with 2022, which is perhaps their best year ever. With, with like you said, the the the, tr- the trilogy of matches that, that are going to live on in, in in wrestling infamy. And, and yeah, it's 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 a beautiful way to go out, but it's also a tragic way to go out. So it, it's 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 kind of twofold there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I read the news that he had died. Um... It was very much like when I found out that Brody Lee had died. You know, my stomach just dropped and my legs got all wobbly and I just couldn't believe it was happening. I still don't believe it. It's It's been four days and still it's hard to believe. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's so awful. And like you said, as soon as the news hit, uh, much like with Brody, the tributes just came pouring in from everywhere. You know, ROH, AEW, uh, WWE, Impact, the Indies, um, Japan as well, you know, guys like Kenta, and Marafuji and Tanahashi and Shingo, just so many people expressing their love and their sorrow. And it was very apparent that this guy wasn't just one of the best wrestlers. He was one of the best people to be around and to know. 
and he was a great dad and a great husband and a great you know friend and and a pillar of his community as well. I mean, the town has just rallied around this family so much and they're being so supportive and they're raising money. It's like, you know, I said this on the Brody Lee episode I did with Colin Delaney last year, but it is something of a silver lining just to see how beloved he was, Rich. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the community aspect of it, too, definitely hit hard. Because they mentioned that they were going to close the schools or whatever, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, and then you realize, like, oh, wow, they are just ingrained in this community as well. And you kind of, again, you thought that was sort of a wrestling thing. Yeah, you know, Sandy Fork versus everybody or whatever. Okay, yeah, whatever. No, that's literally what it was. I mean, they were ingrained in that community with, with uh, you know, members of the school board, Jay as an assistant football coach. And, so, and you realize, like, oh, my God, like that, that it, it, again, another authentic part of their careers and their lives or whatever is just how ingrained in that community and, and, and how important to that community that they were so uh then you start to feel for all those people and realize god this death is hurting so many people around the world and it's just uh yeah it, it absolutely gutting a couple of days mm -hmm. yeah he leaves a very big hole that's for sure um you know i was thinking about this earlier in the week uh my dad he had an overnight talk show on the radio for 20 years and at the end of every show he'd always say the same thing which is be well so you can do good. And looking at Jay Briscoe and his life, he wasn't perfect. We all know that. But he strived to better himself and to be a better person and to do good. And he did do good. Um, some of that good was just being a good guy and a good father and husband and a good friend and being very loving and supportive for people. Other times, doing good meant having these crazy-ass awesome matches with blood and sick bumps and all that stuff. And cutting these just insane chicken farm promos. Like, that was him doing good, too. And, you know, you can ask a hundred different people what their favorite Briscoe's match or favorite Briscoe's promo is, and they'll all give you a different answer. And to me, Rich, that's doing good, just to be yeah. so fondly remembered in that way. That's that, well said. Yeah, so uh, Jay Briscoe, rest in peace, my man. I love you. We all love you. Um, to his family, Mark goes out to you guys so much. I know that uh, two of his daughters are in the hospital right now because of the car crash, and uh, I just hope that they can recover and just be okay, and hope that the entire Briscoe family can just be okay. Um, and Jay, when you see Jesus, give that motherfucker a J-driller, just just for fun, Rich, just just for yeah, kicks, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell God Terry Funk ain't wearing no mouthpiece, just for old time's sake, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, slap him upside the head, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, let's change gears here to our topic, uh, that being Monday Night Raw. Yes, the themes of Monday Night Raw. Chris and I did a show early on about the themes of SmackDown, and now it's time for Raw. And uh, for good reason, too, because not only is this show celebrating its anniversary this month, but Raw is as well. The 30th anniversary, Raw Triple X, as they call it. Um, kids, don't Google that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't Google um, raw XXX. That might, uh, uh, might not get you to the, uh, uh, the, the match lineup for a Monday show. <laughs> no, it will not. It will not. Um, and Rich, uh, you and I, we're not going to gush about the quality of raw, especially in recent years, because, um, well, it's pretty bad. I'll just say it. It's a bad show. I don't watch it. I don't want to watch it, but I will say this. Keeping a show on the air, a live show, keeping that going every week for 30 years straight. And I know it was taped in batches for the first couple of years, but it's been live every week for like, what, 22, 23 years pretty much? To keep that going for that long is very impressive. I mean, 
the quality hasn't kept up for that long, but <laughs> it, it's still going after all these years, Rich. Yeah, and, and really never missing a week either. I mean, there, there's been some weird weeks where, you know, they may have done like a clip show or whatever, or the infamous, you know, Raw where JBL is just standing on the top of like a parking garage or whatever <laughs> on top of Titan Towers while it's snowing outside or whatever. Like, there's been some weird ones along the way. But yeah, for the most part, 30 years of weekly, quote unquote, live and mostly live, you know, shows is that that's yeah that's a hell of a mark and and you know upgrading to three hours and and just the amount of content and the amount of years like it would take you know just to take so long if you wanted to say all right i'm gonna watch all of like i don't know it's almost impossible now to do that like you're, you're never gonna catch up in time you're never gonna be able to do it i mean you can you can pick a year and start from there but like the idea of just sitting down and saying all right here we go january 11th 1993 let's do this like that's you're not gonna do that it's just so long it's so many years uh but no, I, I mean, I have a lot of great memories uh, of watching Raw. I mean, maybe not recent memories of watching Raw. Those <laughs> memories are all bad and, and and make me angry and sad, and I want to cry. But a lot of early years of uh, of watching Raw, from pretty much 1994, when I first kind of discovered that this thing existed, and, you know, watched it from time to time. It wasn't like in every time I would sit down and watch Raw every single Monday or whatever. But, you know, by mid-1997, that's what I did. And then from 1997 until, God, I mean early 2010s i was every single monday i was like no i can't do anything on a monday i gotta i gotta watch raw and i remember getting so upset one time my mom signed me up for like a basketball league and she the the practices were on monday and i'm like you can't no i can't do this are you kidding like i'm gonna miss raw and it's like pre-dvr days i'm not missing raw and then what i would do is you know start my vhs recorder right before we left for practice and i'd come home and watch it because i was like i can't miss a second of this thing i can't <laughs> possibly miss a second of raw and and you know that 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 kind of stuck through for a lot of years and and you know it's not the case anymore <laughs> obviously i miss a lot of raws uh these days but no i have a lot of really really great memories about them and 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 for all you know the the the, the warts of of recent years i think raw has been pretty damn great for you know to last as long as it has and, and there's been a lot of a lot of really really uh tremendous memories and, and, and great moments that i'll always remember uh, of watching it mm -hmm. yeah i mean as much as i malign it you know if not for this show i wouldn't be a wrestling fan because as the story goes i've said it many times i was 10 years old watching tv one night and i came across raw with Shawn michaels versus chris jericho and i got hooked and my dad would have to you know taped the show on VHS because I went to bed at 10 and I watched the show in the next morning because um, this is before DVR. So yeah, man, I, I got hooked. And this, you know, stupid show that I bemoan nowadays, it's the foundation of my wrestling fandom. I didn't have Nitro. I didn't have the territories. Impact came later. But first and foremost, it was Raw. It was SmackDown. And yeah, I saw a lot of great matches and a lot of great moments and had a lot of great memories from back then. So, you know, if not for this awful, dumb show, I wouldn't be a fan. I wouldn't have joined VOW. I wouldn't be doing this podcast, which, you know, depending on the mood is either a good or a bad thing. But <laughs> <laughs> right, but probably. regardless, Rich, you know, I, I can't lie. Raw has played a very important part of my life. So it's either to blame or to, to credit. Yeah, it's either, God damn it, I spent all my stupid life watching this stupid <laughs> yeah, yeah. stuff or... I watched a lot of my. I spent a lot of my life watching this really cool stuff, wrestling. Because sometimes wrestling's great, and uh, a lot of times it's, it's not. But most <laughs> of the time, it's pretty damn good. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I have more positive memories of Raw than I have negative memories of Raw. It, ultimately, over the thirty years. Right, right, and it's come a long way too in terms of like the venues and the look. Because nowadays we're so used to the big arenas with the fancy graphics and the lights and the pyro and the bells and whistles. Those first few months of Raw were in the Manhattan Center. 
And I remember a few years ago, Rich, we did the Kevin Nash episode together. Those mid-90s Raws, they would tape those in, like, high school gyms and auditoriums. Yeah, Fernwood Resorts. That's the one I always remember. Civic centers <laughs> and all these, like, mid-sized, dumpy buildings. And then the Attitude Era hits, and they're going to major arenas, and they don't look back. Which, again, is very impressive given that Raw was almost canceled at one point. I think it was, like, 97-ish where they almost got the boot, but... Ratings got better, and this Stone Cold guy got popular, and Eric Bischoff fumbled the bag to a mighty degree, and, you know, all these years later, Rich, here we are. Yeah, I, I think that's an important part of its legacy, too, is that, like, it, it's every week, and it's every week at a major arena, and that's that's impressive as hell. Like, that that traveling sideshow, like, every single Monday arrives at some building in some basketball or hockey arena in some town or whatever, and upwards of five to 10 to 15,000 people show up to watch it. It, it. It's nuts. Especially like you said, you watch a 1994 raw and it's like, ah, it's Monday night raw. And it's like from this resort, you could see the back walls. There's like a hundred <laughs> people. You're like, where are they? What is this? And you know, they're calling high school gyms, a civic center. And it's like, that's a high school gym. Like you're, you're, you're trying to dress it up and call it the, you know, blank, blank, you know, uh, municipal arena. It's like, that's a high school gym guys. I can tell. And it's, it's, it's pretty wild now that, yeah, it's just, it, it's just commonplace that a raw start. And it's like, yeah, we're in this major giant basketball arena. And here's, you know, nine, 8,000 people here just watching it. it, it it's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. So let's get to these themes here. And um, as you might expect, 30 years of a show, there are a lot of themes to talk about. Um, the way we'll do this is uh, some of them will hear the full version of the song. Others will hear like the TV intro version because I want to talk about the uh, opening video and all that stuff. Um, also, we'll talk about the first... Mm, nine or so themes individually and then for the last five or so we're gonna bunch them all together and talk about them all at once there's a lot i Um, didn't i don't think i realized that like over the last five to six years they've just they're just cycling through songs these days yeah well the reason i wanted to bunch those last ones together is uh and rich and i talked about this beforehand off air but he and i we have absolutely zero connection or memories whatsoever to the recent raw themes of like the past Six or seven years, I guess. I mean, I didn't even know what those songs were before this episode. It's pretty much, you know, 93 all the way to 2014, 2015. I know those songs. I recognize them. And then, nothing after that. Yeah, Legendary by Skillet. I think when I listened to it today, this morning, to prep for the show again, was maybe, like, I'm sure I've heard it before, but I don't think I I heard this. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. You could have lied and said this. You could have put any random song in there. I would have said, yeah, sure, yeah. That was the raw theme from, you know, September 2019 to October 2020. And I I still watch the show from time to time. But one of the things that that I think I noticed when listening to those older themes, and I think it's going to be a good idea to just lump those all together, is when I first started watching Raw, it was like I had to be on my couch, sitting down, USA turned on at, you know, for me, 755 or whatever, because we come out at eight or whatever. Like, I wasn't going to miss a second of that show where in the later days, it'd be like, ah, it's Monday. Yeah, I'll turn on Raw maybe at some point, you know? So do, do I remember what the theme song was? No, but like, God, I remember like thorn in your eye. Like you had to sit on your, you had to be ready to go at that time across the nation. Same deal. Like I, I was, I was ready to go minutes before that show started because i needed to watch the intro i needed to watch every second of that show so i remember that theme and that theme's you know etched in my mind whereas yeah the search by nf like all right <laughs> i probably wasn't watching the intro of, of raw at you know october 19 2020 i was right just like ah whatever who cares so uh i'll turn it on when i turn it on if i turn it on so yeah th- that's a good idea to just lump those all together 
Yeah, that's uh, me and Dynamite every week. I have to be there at the start of the show every week to light the fuse. Oh, I gotta light to bring that fuse. Yeah, I just I gotta do it, Rich. I gotta do it every week, yeah. man. Come on. <laughs> right. What's gonna happen if you don't light the fuse? Nothing. It's not gonna go off. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll bunch those last songs together there at the end. Um, is it a bit lazy? Yes. Is it still better than just going, yeah, this song is okay. It's inspirational, I guess, five times in a row? Also, yes. So, <laughs> I think we're better off going this route here, Rich. My notes for Legendary by Skillet are, I don't know, generic-ass arena rock, completely forgettable, what do you want me to say? So that that's what I would have given you. So do you want that? No, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, um, just just trust us, folks, okay? It's a lot better this <laughs> right, way, okay? Right. Just just trust us. We know what we're doing here. <laughs> so we'll start at the beginning here, January 11th, 1993, the debut episode of Raw with a debut theme. And this one lasted until August 21st, 1995. Then after a break, they brought it back from December of 95 to March of 97. This is not by Jim Johnston. It's by a man named Roger H. Tallman. And it's simply called the 1993 Monday Night Raw theme. Welcome, everyone, to Monday Night Raw. That siren. <laughs> Rob Bartlett. And <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's funny to think of the start of Raw, just the humble beginnings and all that. This does not go as hard or crazy as later themes do, that's for sure. But still, for a song that's like, what, 30 seconds, not even, it's still kind of busy. You got the opening drum machine. The guitar riff going, the crowd noise, a saxophone, a siren going off. Even back then, they managed to convey the feeling of, this is an exciting show, tune in. Um, does it sound dated? Of course it does. It's early 90s WWF, Rich. What doesn't sound dated? <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly my notes, is that I, I like this song a lot. Like, this is a really, really cool song. I remember it, obviously, from, uh, I played a lot of the Sega Genesis uh, Raw game, and, and, and this theme plays constantly <laughs> they don't have it's like a genesis they don't have that many songs so you hear the song a lot so that's it's, it's kind of etched in my mind from there uh, i like the song a lot i like the beginning the drum machine is good the, the sirens kind of work or whatever the sex in the middle dates it a lot though like you hear that and you're like oh what is what deck is this <laughs> song from and and i think it's fine for like january of 1993 but if you go back and watch old ross from like mid-1996 and they're still using the song you're like guys come on you gotta get a new song this is so old and and so dated then by like early 1997 this thing lasts until march of 1997 and it is very very dated by that point but like you said it, it's it's early 90s wwf like everything felt a little dated everything felt a little old like like they they everything was from 1991 and they just never moved past 1991 until they got you know to the attitude era until they got to 1997 and completely ripped the band-aid off and and you know what we'll see here in a little bit and just completely went in the other direction uh and 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 they, a, a well-needed direction change because yeah i like the song i love it for 1993 i like it for that era but it, it just probably lasted a lot longer than it needed to but ultimately i think a, a good song and, and a good intro for for a wrestling tv show for sure mm -hmm. well it's important to have energy with your wrestling TV themes, I think. Yeah. You don't want, like, light jazz or, you know, an acoustic ballad. Or I like or, it raw. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yes, of course. <laughs> we'll get to that one soon. But um, you want something with some zip and some pep to it. And, and yeah. pretty much all the songs in this episode here do at least have that. 
And uh, this one set the trend for that. Um, I was surprised to find out that it wasn't Jim Johnston who made it. Uh, it was this Roger Tallman guy. I looked him up. Um, he has a very impressive resume, actually. Uh, he's done music for the World Series, for NBC Sports, uh, GM, Cadillac, Kool-Aid. But his biggest claim to fame, besides this, is he wrote the music for the commercial for New Coke. Oh, the famous wow. New Coke recipe, which people hated. They had to go back to the old formula. Uh, so, you know, with all due respect to Jim Johnston, but when you have a chance to get the New Coke guy, you go for New Coke, Rich. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. With new Coke guy, yeah, um, yeah, that I, that kind of surprised the hell out of me when when I listened to the song and I wrote I wrote some notes down independently, uh, and then I opened up the note stock and and you wrote that it was by Roger H. Tallman. I was like, man, that's I felt like that was a Jim Johnson special, especially when the saxophone comes in. I'm like, oh, Jim, the saxophone, but no, it was Roger H. Tallman. So uh, apologize to Jim. He was just doing what what was the hot thing at at that time but uh no i i think ultimately it's a pretty good theme and 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 that's uh that's a big name to get there that's a big name if he's doing coke commercials especially the new coke one of the most expensive and uh well failed rollouts but that's not his fault he didn't make the no 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 can't get mad at him for that of course not of course not Uh, (laughs) so for a few months in 95 they got rid of the original theme and brought in a couple of new themes briefly first one is by jim johnston our first jim johnston theme here it lasted only a month september to october this is off of WWE Uncaged 9, and it's called I Like It Raw. Um, again, a mishmash of sounds here, a very interesting dichotomy, because on the one hand, we have this fairly low-key little southern ditty, no big emotional vocals, no big swooping music, it's just very straightforward and low-key, but it's wrapped up in helicopters and police sirens and the crowds and all that stuff, so yeah, a very weird mix, but all told, again, a pretty down low kind of song for a wrestling show theme here rich yeah i I would definitely implore people to watch the intro video uh, of this because you're obviously going to see stuff that you've seen before the hollywood rock you know helicopter and 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 the and the the moon uh the footage of the cops and the rioters that was used in the they got a lot out of this stock footage man they bought this footage in 1995 and they used it forever gonna use it on raw triple x dx reunion for what i believe is the first time ever I'm, i'm very excited to see dx finally uh, uh, reunite but you're gonna see this again and be like man they're, they're getting they're still getting stuff out of this stock footage but um no it's really weird because yeah you see like the helicopter and the sirens and the cops and then it's just like and then there's like guys fighting in the ring and they're like fighting pretty intently and it's like you know fighting on the roof and you're like okay if you put it on mute and 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 just saw this video you would think man this like it you would probably think like across the nation or 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 thorn in your eye or or you know uh we're together now but yeah then you unmute it and it's i like it raw (laughs) it's just a very (laughs) 
strange song with very strange lyrics and it just does not doesn't doesn't hype you up to watch a wrestling show and i also think too the police siren that they use they, they use it in the original raw theme by this time it feels very old and it feels very low rentish too it's just like rah, 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 rah. you know it's just it's just not good i i, I don't i don't love that siren song and and and, and they're gonna re- they're gonna fix it in a little bit here uh but at the beginning it's it's just kind of it, it's very very low rented very generic and yeah this is a it's an odd odd song and a very bad theme for for a wrestling show so i'm glad it did not last long you bring up the lyrics again very interesting i gotta lose this pressure i gotta get away Every time I'm with you, baby, everything's okay. Only every night can feel so good. No doubt about it. Make it a law. I like it raw. A, what does this have to do with wrestling and raw? Besides (laughs) saying the word raw. And B, those are some very spicy wink, wink, nudge, nudge lyrics there. Again, you know, nowadays we're so used to, you know, let's fight, let's win, let's be the best and all that stuff. This is a song about apparently making love without protection. I guess I don't know. It's it's a very strange set of lyrics here, Rich. I think. Which <laughs> just every time I'm with you, baby, everything's okay. It's like okay, let's watch Raw. <laughs> like I don't know what we're why must I'm I guess it's 1995 Raw, so it's like it's gonna suck anyway. So I guess they're just kind of le- like it doesn't get you excited to watch Joint the Clown versus you know Kama Mustafa, but yeah, nothing well is done. The Godwins, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Like I guess it sets you up perfectly for what's going to be a pretty generically awful uh, TV show. But yeah, very very strange. Uh, Lyric wise, song wise, energy wise, it, it it's all just like you said a mishmash of a bunch of different things, and it, it just does not work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd imagine the best thing to come out of this is just that video. Yeah, um, with the footage of the helicopter and. Uh, the cops and all that stuff, which when I first saw the video uh, years ago, I did the uh, the Leo DiCaprio pointing meme. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I know that. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, they, they got a ton of mileage out of this uh, video for sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the other short-lived theme around this time was also around for about a month, uh, late October to early December. It's again by Jim Johnston, and it's called Really Raw 97. siren still there it's still there but um otherwise you know just a very generic forgettable pedestrian kind of song a uh, very early to mid 90s i think jim johnson sound here with the dun 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 especially with the synths too um i just yeah there's not much to say about this one it's just kind of there and forgettable and no surprise it didn't last very long either there rich so uh yeah it's just it's just there <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my notes are just that it's one of the most Jim Johnston songs to ever Jim Johnston. It's just like, it, I, I love the guy. I, I love the guy. But this sounds like a dozen other dudes' entrance music during this time. Like, like this this theme could have been given to any generic random wrestler on, on the roster and would have been fine. Like, and that's, it's just, it's not inspired. It's just not that. I mean, he, he's done so many, so many better things here. And it just feels like very thrown together, very lazy. 
I don't know. It just doesn't have any sort of pizzazz and any real spice. The the, the sirens are still there. It's it, it's still very low rent. It's just I don't know. It, it it doesn't like you said. At least I like it. Raw had sort of an identity, whether it was a good identity or not, or the right identity. You know that we we could argue about. But this just has nothing. This is just any any normal song that he would have done a thousand times. It feels like he just had a collection of songs that he had done for a bunch of guys. And they're like, Hey, can we use this for raw? And he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. You know, it's just, there's nothing about it that really makes it stand out as a raw theme or or a way that's going to get you excited to watch my night raw. And I believe they kept the video of, I like it raw with this one. Um, And there is more energy in this song. I'll give it that. Um, So it does a better job. I think of at least fitting, um, you know, the cops and the, rioters and the fighting on the roof and all that stuff but still it's just not memorable you're not gonna you know think back finally on this one all these years later and again it was only around for a month too so you know it just it came and went and off we go so anyway like i said they went back to the 93 theme after this and uh then on march 10th 1997 raw got a new name raw is war and a new theme song and new opening video. This is by Marilyn Manson off the album Antichrist Superstar. And uh, it's a song we played years back on the SmackDown episode because this was SmackDown's theme later on. This is The Beautiful People. So this is a major, major change up here for a couple reasons. Uh, number one, this is the first, you know, quote unquote, real song, outside song that they would get for a raw theme. It's not in-house or whatever. Number two, it's a contemporary heavy metal theme. It's right in the zeitgeist of Marilyn Manson. It's not dated or whatever. And number three, we have a new siren. And it's not a police siren. This is like a fucking nuclear bomb is dropping. Hell yeah. <laughs> like duck and cover people for God's sake. So yeah, even though this is only around for a few weeks and it's before the actual start of the Attitude Era, this is still a major sea change in terms of raw opening music, Rich. It, it, it's it's We're in the right direction. We're, we're Now we're talking here. And, and this, uh, the siren at the beginning is such a huge upgrade because it's it's like you said, it's the nuclear bomb siren. It's 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 a war siren. It's just so much better. And so it it gets you anticipated so much more than that just random <laughs> police siren that was like just had no oomph to it. This is like, yeah, you you feel it. You feel that energy. You feel that 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 nervousness when you hear and and, and the beautiful people. It's it's it works. It, it works for this and it gets you in the right direction. Like it, I, I don't know if it's a, a, I think it's a good theme. I don't know if it's a great theme, but it, it, it got us in the right direction. Like you said, it ripped off that bandaid from whatever the hell we had before of, of really raw. And I like it raw. And even, even the original one and just went in a completely another direction and said, all right, this is what we're going to be. And this is what we are now. And, and, and what we saw, you know, follow it is exactly where we needed to go. So it's like, I don't know if I love it as I, I think it's good. I think it's good as a theme, but it, it, it sets the course towards, what I think was their best run of themes, which is coming up, obviously, in the next couple of songs. Well, speaking about major changes, I mean, that new opening video with this song. I mean, we went from, you know, negative photos of wrestlers and 
you know, wrestlers on the roof of the Titan Towers and all these various 90s graphic effects to Stone Cold Steve Austin walking through this hellish factory. There is literal explosions going off every two seconds. There's dogs barking. Ahmed Johnson has a two by four. Wrestlers are fighting in a ring with the ropes on fire. There's footage of actual bombs dropping. Um, Marilyn Manson is screaming, Hey, yo, what do you say? And then they go live to the arena and all this pirate was going off. You know, welcome to Monday Night Raw. Like, this is a clear statement. Okay, we're getting bigger. We're getting edgier. And shit's about to go down. And if I'm like a 10-year-old kid at that time and I see that intro, Rich, that's going to hook me. I'm staying to watch this show here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and it did. I mean, I, I was probably enticed by that same thing as well as a child, you know, used to watching raw in 1994. And like you said, it's like a negative image of razor Ramon, like doing his, his, you know, his, his taunt or whatever, the, the arm thing, I don't know what you call it, but I'm doing the arm thing and you know what I'm doing or whatever. <laughs> and then like, you know, doink the clown. You're like, oh, all right, whatever. And now this is, yeah, like they're kicking down doors. Factories are exploding. They're fighting in a ring of fire. It's just like, oh God, what is going on? And and I've always re- I've always remarked about like this, like the amount of the cost that was involved in this. This is a company that was not doing well cost wise, <laughs> like money wise and and financially. I can't imagine what they invested in this thing to say, you know what? Fuck it. Get a get a factory, light that bitch on fire. Like, let's get explosions. Like, we got to go nuts here just for the raw entrance. And they used that. To be fair. They got a lot of mileage out of this because they would use this the this, this same sort of style of intro for years and years and years, just kind of uh you know cropping out Bret Hart at a certain point or you know <laughs> some certain guys uh, here and there. But for the most part, you know Stone Cold Steve Austin kicking down a door and walking through glass, and I met Johnson walking with the two by four and stuff like they were able to get so much mileage uh, out of that. And yeah, it's just a complete sea change from where they were before. Where Raw, even though they called it Raw and they had the police siren, like you said, it never felt like. It, it didn't feel, but then they go raw is war, and goddamn, did this feel like war? I mean, this just felt like like just absolute nuts. And and how could this not hook you? How could you how could you be channel surfing and not stop and watch this show? There's just no way you could 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 leave. There's no way. I'm a bit curious why this didn't last more than a few weeks as a theme because it's a great song and a great theme, but um, I don't know. Maybe they spent all the money on the video. And couldn't afford the rights anymore. I don't know. Maybe that was it. But that bill came in there. We're like, ooh, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want this, but not this, as they point to the, the amount of money that, yeah, I don't know. I wonder. It's, it's, cause it's, yeah, it's what, March 10th to March 24th. Like it's, it's very brief. I don't know. Yeah, that's strange. Three weeks. Yeah, that's it. Just three short weeks. Um, and like I said, they did bring it back for SmackDown later on for a couple of years there. But, uh, but still, as short as it was as a Raw theme, Still very influential, I think, because after this, the Raw theme is going to be hard rock and metal for like 15 years straight. So this song just kicked all that off, Rich. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yes, March 31st, Raw gets a new theme, Thorn in Your Eye. And uh, there are two versions of this. The first lasted until November of 98, and it was just the song on its own. So off of WWF Full Metal, the album, this is Jim Johnston featuring Slam Jam. It's Thorn in Your Eye. Yeah. Another nut's got it. What? 
So if any song represents the Attitude Era, Crash TV, Go, 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 Seat of Your Pants, it's this. You got the siren going off, thrash metal, some dude is screaming, yeah! <laughs> you can't understand a single thing he's saying. Yeah, I don't know what is the, I don't know the lyrics at all. And I don't care. I don't even want to know. I don't care. It, it doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter because we're going in hard and heavy, so hold on tight. It's perfect and it's wild. And what's even wilder to me, this song was made in 1995. 95, and they didn't use them until like a year and a half later, which makes sense because, you know, this does not fit at all with the era of like Aldo Montoya and the Body Donnas or whatever. This only works with Stone Cold and DX and The Nation, Taker and Kane, DOA, all that stuff. But still, Jim Johnston cooked this thing up in 95, Rich. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm I'm stunned by that because it is so good and it doesn't feel like a 1995. It feels like a 1998 song. It feels like a 1997 song. It feels like because that's when you're really talking about like especially in that era is yes the boy bands are exploding and 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 whatnot. But for people that you know followed you know major music at that time, one of the sea changes of the, uh, that was going on a, 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 as well, especially on like Total Request Live or whatever, was people sort of renegating and 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 going against the boy bands and saying no screw that and like. I remember Corn was like one of the bands that people were like, you know what, we're going to rally behind Corn and we're going to vote Corn into the the TRL. This all seems like insane to people, but if you were alive in 1998, 1999, trust me, like calling TRL to make sure Corn was the number one song and not, you know, <laughs> I want it that way or whatever it was a big deal for a lot of people, uh, myself included. Uh, or rumors. I, my friends did it. I just knew my friends that did it. I, oh I yeah, sure. I wouldn't sure. call. Yeah, get out of here. I wouldn't have called TRL to. Make sure that freaking a what? Know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was a freak. I don't even know what that song is. Follow what, the what, who? What? <laughs> <laughs> right. I it's certainly not me. I'm not following any leaders. But uh no, like that. But this song feels like that era. So to know that this song came out in 1995 was like, well, they were ahead of the game for the first time ever in a very long time. Because it, I mean, it does feel like a 1995 song, but it really, really, really feels like a 1997, 1998 song, and just perfectly fits the attitude era. So they just nailed it here. They absolutely got it. And I don't. I don't think it's just because I have warm, fuzzy feelings about this era of watching the WWF or watching Raw. I really, truly do think that it just works. It just works with the the the, the intro video. It works with the Attitude Era. It works with Stone Cold. It works with just everything that Raw was at that time and Raw's War was at that time works uh, with Thorn in Your Eyes. So they, they absolutely nailed it here. It's, it, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And it helps that they brought in a bunch of like legit metal guys to make this song. Like the Slam Jam lineup, it's not like a, a major, well-known supergroup or anything like that, but still... You've got John Oliva of Sabotage and Trans-Siberian Orchestra. You've got Scott Ian from Anthrax. That's that's pretty big. You've got a guy from Typo Negative. You've got a guy from Overkill. Such a Surge. Crumb Suckers. Propane. Like, these are legit metal dudes in the studio with nerd-ass Jim Johnston. So, you know, it's <laughs> it's a very impressive and, and deep lineup there. And, and they go for it, man. This is not some wimpy song. They really, really go for this, Rich. I love yeah, I love the idea of Jim and his like glasses or whatever being like, all right, I like it. Yeah, good, good job, good stuff. Yeah, nice job, Scott. I like it. Yeah, Jim Johnson. You know, there's, I, is there a picture of Slam Jam and Jim Johnson in the in the studio? Oh, there together? has, to be, there has to be somewhere. Yeah, someone's got to find that. Someone's got to get in those archives and find these Jim Johnson photos because yeah, just just Jim Johnson with any of these people. I mean, that that's 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 a documentary we absolutely need more than you know. I guess they had that Jim Johnson documentary, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't what we needed. We need a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I want to bring up the lyrics because they're not as, like, dumb meathead metal as you'd expect, I don't think. Behind my eyes, arrogance and strength, I seek my courage and try to maintain. Everything in the room is barking at me. Freedom in a cage. I want to break free. 
Too much dark and not enough sky. Why am I the thorn in your eye? Like, the song is about someone who is like an outcast and rejected by society and looked down upon. You just know the surface. You don't care what's inside. I show you my colors. You just see black and gray. You're making fun of me. As you walk by, I reach out my hand. You smile and watch me cry. This is pretty heavy stuff for a wrestling show, but I guess, you know, wrestling is an outsider art form, and it is looked down upon by society as a whole, which, uh, you know, for, for good reasons, I guess, but, uh, you know, it, it does line Especially up there. Especially so. up at this time, too. That was Vince McMahon just, you know, crying out in lyrics of just watch my program. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. WCW stinks. It's Southern wrestling. Watch my program, please. <laughs> I swear it's better, and it's going to get better. It's not better now, but it's going to get better, I promise. Yeah, yeah, but but again, not your typical, you know, rah-rah kind of wrestling lyrics for a theme there. Um, that said, you can't understand what he's saying anyway, so it doesn't really matter either way, Rich. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. What, until today, I did not know what any of the lyrics were. I know, yeah! <laughs> thorn in your eye! That's it, that's it. <laughs> right, yeah, thorn in the eye, I know that part. I don't even know if I knew thorn. I think at, at some point in my life, I just knew, and I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Like, who cares? <laughs> who gives a shit? There's explosions and Ross starting. Like, it, it it does not matter. But yeah, you're right. It actually, it, it stands alone as a good song, too. Like, you can listen to the song on your own, and 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 have no connection to wrestling and still probably enjoy it because i just think it's it's legitimately a good song and then later on in november of 98 uh they changed the theme up a little bit and added another slam jam song to it we're all together now and uh, this would last until march of 02 so good long while there uh so let's hear thorn in your eye slash we're all together now differences here are they got rid of the siren finally and they used a different part of thorn in your eye that comes later in the song um it's my life in the box in front of me taking junk in my arms is the soul of me and then when it does the why am i the thorn in your eye it goes into the riff from we're all together now which sounds very similar to thorn in your eye but it's not as harsh or chaotic but Regardless, a very iconic theme here. It's the theme for the bulk of the Attitude Era, and one that a lot of people hold dear. Rich. Yeah, it, it, it's it's perfect. I, I think like honestly, the, the the we're all together now riff is like the perfect way to cap off Thorn in Your Eye. Like you said, it, it you wouldn't know that they're two separate songs. You would just think that they are the same song because it just it just seems to work perfectly after the intensity that you get in like the first part of Thorn in Your Eye into like the we're all together now. We maybe maybe in our brains we've just kind of mash them together as the same song just because it's so synonymous with you know an episode of raw and and, and what's going to happen but it, it just works perfectly it's the perfect way to cap off the song and this is it i mean they they, if they probably could have never moved off this theme and it would have been fine like if this theme was still the raw theme today i don't think people would be like that it, it doesn't feel out, that outdated either i i don't know to me it, it seems like a timeless song and like a team a timeless theme and, and just the we're all together now it just it's just the the perfect riff to get you 
to cool you down a little bit and get you ready for raw and and you just know shit's gonna go down and 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 i love it it's just they nailed it here they absolutely absolutely nailed it and a lot of the other themes are never going to come close to this one. It's not just because of the era. It, it, it's not. It's also just because it works as the theme song. And there's only going to be one or two others that I think really do work. Is like, yeah, that that's a raw theme. That's a theme that's going to get you excited about this show. Uh, but this is this is the all timer here. This is just it's just perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, up next is my all timer. To be honest with you, because April first, two thousand and two, Thorn in Your Eye is no more. The song changes again. We are firmly in the Ruthless Aggression Era now. The brand split's coming up soon. WWF is about to become WWE. Times, they are changing. And the new theme lasts from April of 2002 until October 2nd, 2006. So another long-lasting theme here. This is off of WWF Forcible Entry. It's by the Union Underground, and it's called Across the Nation. Now get the guns, the drugs, from my generation, I'll take the fall, the saints, and across the nation, Like I said on the SmackDown episode about I want it all, now we're talking, baby. This is my wheelhouse. This is my comfort food. As soon as I hear, now get the drugs, the guns, from my generation, let's do it all. Come on, come on, come on, let's get it on. That hits the sweet spot for me. This is my raw theme. And it's one of those things where I had never heard of the Union Underground before this song. I didn't hear them afterwards. I know they broke up, I think, shortly after this. And the bass player joined Disturbed, which is a pretty big band. But besides that, my only knowledge of that band is the song. But what a song it is, Rich. I love it so much. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, I'm with you. I, it, it's, you know, I said that they should have never moved off of Thorn in Your Eye and we're all together now or whatever. But Across the Nation is about as good as you can follow up with. I, I, I'm with you. It's, it's a sound that, does feel a little outdated and listening to it in 2023 but at the time man this is the most 2002 to 2006 song you could pop i mean this sound that you get in this song from the union underground is unescapable at that time in that early 2000s era so much of the music sounded like this but this one's really good i mean it really is and we talked about you know with the early parts of the show is like ideally you want to hear a theme and want to watch a wrestling show and get excited about a wrestling show happening and this song does it too just like Tony your ride did it this song does it too, where, where you hear that and and it's it leaves an indelible mark on you of like, all right, let's go. Let, we're going to watch some really fun wrestling here. And yeah, it doesn't have the same connection that Thorny Rye has for me. But like you said, there's a whole generation of people who grew up with Across the Nation, yourself included. And I think it does work for it. I I, I, I do really do like this song. And it's a, it's, it's a hell of a song. It's one that I, I've, I've listened to independent of, of listening to it on a wrestling, you know, 
theme song or whatever as a wrestling show intro. It's a good song and it, and it works and it gets you excited and pumps you up. And yeah, listening to it today in anticipation for this, this, this show, no, I'm nodding along and it's stuck in my head. It, 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 I was, I was <laughs> doing other stuff, making coffee, taking the dogs out. And I listened to all these songs over and over again. This is the one that stuck with me more than almost any of the other ones. It was just stuck in my head for, for an hour uh, this morning. So that, that's a testament to just how good it is. But, uh, but I'm with you. I think Thorn Your Eye is the all-timer, but to me, this is very clearly number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the riff. I love the groove. It's all very cool to me. Um, and again, check out the lyrics. Very heavy, very non-traditional wrestling TV theme lyrics. Now get the guns, the drugs from my generation. I'll take the fall, the saints across the nation. And it's the sex, the gods, the freaks, the frauds. They're messing with me. Come on, come on, come on. Let's get it on. Move to the music. Play that fucking music. Move it to the music. Yeah. Forget the lies, the money. We're in this together. And through it all, they said, nothing's forever. This is all very intense, heavy stuff. What does this have to do with, like, La Resistance (laughs) and Eugene and the Hurricane? I have no idea, but it sounds cool because, yeah, it's talking about, like, drugs and guns and freaks and frauds it's just a gritty nasty cool sounding theme um, yeah, i don't know i think that kind of describes it wrong <laughs> yeah yeah fair enough fair enough yeah yeah <laughs> way, but no you're right it's like yeah it's 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 an intense song with some intense lyrics and then yeah it's like billy and chuck come out you're like all right whatever <laughs> <laughs> fine good enough movie and in terms of videos this is probably i think the last memorable opening raw video they ever did with the band performing, all the posing shots and the shadows, uh, the super quick cuts. That was a very iconic video in its own right, which to this day, people are still making their own versions of. Like yeah. You go on YouTube mm-hmm. and I've seen across the nation videos for like AEW and New Japan, modern day WWE. Um, there was one on Twitter a few days ago that was like just clips of Guy Fieri. Oh, I didn't um, see that. That sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it. it's incredible just how much staying power this video has had over the years and um, how much inspiration it's given people to make their own videos. Yeah, as somebody who does, you know, a lot of video editing in, in, in their, you know, everyday life or whatever, it, it's it's a song that's perfect for video editing. It's it, it goes in a, diff- a bunch of different directions. Like it's 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 an editor's dream because it goes in a bunch of different directions. It's it's perfect for quick cuts. It's perfect for kind of building anticipation as you get to the main part of the song, and then it's just boom, 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 and then you can just go nuts. Yeah, it, it, it's perfect. So I could see why it's had that legacy that it's had because it is just yeah, it's an editor's dream. Right, right. Um, I will say, uh, fair warning: the video is not epileptic friendly. Uh, there is like 20 cuts a second in that thing. It's insane. So if you're prone to seizures, eh, maybe <laughs> skip that one. Maybe skip that one. Is the Guy Fieri one going to give you seizures too? Because uh, I don't know. I hope not. That'd be, okay. that'd be bad <laughs> for Flavortown, I guess. So <laughs> um, so yes, October of 06, Raw gets theme song number seven. And it's Papa Roach, baby. Cut my life into pieces. This is my Raw is War. This song lasts for three years. And it's off the album The Paramore Sessions. And that's P-A-R-A-M-O-U-R, not Paramore the band, unfortunately. Just so, yeah, <laughs> they're, not, uh, they're not exactly no, um, no Haley Williams here on this one. This is called To Be Loved. Stop that! 
So we had a big change earlier with the beautiful people. I think this is another big change. Uh, one, from here on out, it's almost all gonna be quote-unquote real songs made for an album and then brought over into WWE. And two, it's still hard rock slash metal. It still brings the energy and the aggression and whatnot. But at the same time, it doesn't feel as gritty as the previous songs did. Thorn in Your Eye, We're All Together Now, Across the Nation, those songs felt a bit seedier, a bit darker and angrier. To Be Loved is a more upbeat song. The chorus is catchier. It's more pop influenced with the whoa parts. And I think that this song, we're moving in a much more palatable direction with the music, which makes sense because WWE itself is going in a much more palatable direction. You know, Raw is going to go to PG in 2008, which is when this song was still you know, being used. So I think it all lines up there, Rich. Yeah, like you said, it, it adds a, like a nice sheen to what Raw is. I mean, Raw was gritty and, you know, dark and, and, and you know, it, it, gritty is the perfect word for it. But yeah, gritty and dark and kind of like just yeah, whatever. And, and that's it worked for like Across the Nation and it worked for, you know, Thorny Your Eye or whatever. But now you're, you're getting into a completely different era. It's, it's a little brighter. The, the logo isn't war anymore. It's, a, you know, a little more shiny. It's a little more, you know, the guys that it's John Cena instead of Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's, you know, those. And it probably needed a change, and it needed something a little bit different. And and this song, you know, I, it's strange. It's mostly a good song. I think it's kind of weird as a raw theme. Like it's it's a decent little pop punky like metal influence song. Like it's 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 not bad. Like it's kind of weird. You wouldn't think of it as Papa Roach immediately. Like if you heard the song, I don't know that a lot of people. If you never knew, if you knew Papa Roach from like you know um, the early early stuff, like the early pop hits or whatever. And heard this, I don't think that and it's going to happen a little bit later when there's going to be another song that you're like, that's Papa Roach? Are you serious? No way. <laughs> um, this song kind of feels that same way, too. This could have been any number of pop punk bands uh, in, in this era that could have made this song. But uh, it's like, I think it's a good song and it, it, it works. It's just, it's kind of weird as a raw theme. It, it, I don't know. It just doesn't have me as excited to, to, you know, watch a raw, which is interesting because, you know, during this time period, this is the first time I had like really disposable income but didn't know what to do with it because I was still like, you know, 25 years old. So I went to so many Raws in this era between 2006 and 2009. Anytime they were in Chicago, I went to Raw. I just had to go to Raw and, and, and make sure I was there. So the song's kind of like etched into my memory because of that, of, of it doesn't, it doesn't have that connection that Thorn in Your Eye has with me. And it doesn't have that connection that Across the Nation has like with you where it's like, all right, here we go, baby, let's go. It, but it's just like, I, I hear the song and immediately I just I'm taken back to you know 2007 Raw and me being at the you know Allstate Arena to go watch it because I just I don't know I I it 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 hit me on that level um you know listen to it today but it just doesn't have that sort of I don't have like warm fuzzy memories about it that I have with these other songs it's fine it's mostly a good song but like you said it does put us in a very a very different direction for Raw and it's going to go in a a a, a poor direction <laughs> pretty soon here I'm uh, not yet now, this works this works this is okay but uh, it's it's getting us down a bad path. Mm -hmm. Well, in terms of changes, I think the lyrics are a lot more in line with what we're used to with wrestling TV themes nowadays. Um, listen up, turn it up and rock it out. Party on. I want to hear you scream and shout. This is real. As real as it gets. I came to get down, get some fucking respect. Taking it back to a hardcore level. You better be ready. Put your pal to the metal. Whoa, I never give in. Whoa, I never give up. Whoa, I never give in. I just want to be, want to be loved. The wannabe love stuff, we'll get to that soon, but everything else is like your typical, here we go, get ready for a show, I want to be the best, we'll have some fun, we'll have some energy, pedal to the metal, like that kind of stuff. 
Whereas before it was, you know, get the guns, get the drugs, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Society hates me so much. Like, no, like this is much more in line with um, nowadays where it's like, yeah, it's about conveying the energy and the competition and inspiration within the lyrics along with the music too. So there's that big difference here, Rich. Right, you're not getting the war is gone. Like we're not going here to, to to battle for life and death, and like you know, one human will enter and 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 another will die, or like you know, there's no bomb sirens. There's no you know, there's there's just not that same sort of negative energy. Isn't probably the right way to do it, but there seems to be a lot of you know that that those early themes are just so much, especially thrown in your eye, and and we're all together now, and and really beautiful people to an extent was like we're the outcasts. We're you know. It, this doesn't feel like that again. This feels a little more warm and 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 a little more comforting, like you said, and and, and that's probably okay. It, it honestly, it fits that era of Raw. And it fits what Raw was kind of going for. Uh, it probably wouldn't have made sense for 2008 Raw to have Thorn in Your Eye or Across the Nation anymore. So it it works for that era. It really does. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, the part where it gets tricky, though, I think, is I want domination. I want your submission. I see you're not resisting. To this temptation i got one confession a love deprivation i got a jet black heart it's all fucked up and it's falling apart now on the one hand domination submission those can be tied to wrestling pretty easily i think on the other hand there's a clear bdsm connection here too rich I uh, mean, a little bit <laughs> a little bit for i sure. mean it, the song is about wanting to be loved it's called to be loved and it's just funny how you get wrapped up in the catchiness of it all and the whoa parts because that's what's in the intro video. But when you look at the lyrics as a whole, it's very much like in I Like It Raw situation here, Rich. It's very interesting, I think. Yeah, it's all, it's all. I mean, most, a lot of music is, you know, obviously in, in that direction <laughs> or whatever. But uh, yeah, this is, this is all the period where like, you're, you're not sure if they're even like listening to the actual lyrics anymore. And that, that'd be true of a lot of like pay-per-view themes as well, where you'd be like, is this really like, cause there'd be one little second of the song that would like, like you said, the submission domination. And it's like, they just turn it off after that. It was like, all right, that works. Yeah. That's, that's, that's going to be fine for us. And forgot to listen to like all the other lyrics to see, is that really like a, a wrestling theme song? But uh, if, if it's catchy and makes your head bounce and says something about domination or fighting or submission or whatever, it's good enough. And, and, and let's just go with it because and, and that's going to be true of a lot of the other songs uh, we're going to talk about for the rest of this episode where it's just like, oh, this is kind of weird as like a wrestling theme song, <laughs> but it's catchy enough to make sense to be a wrestling theme song. It just if you actually bottle up the lyrics, it doesn't quite work. So, mm-hmm. right, right. Theme number 10, and this one lasted from November 16, 2009 to July 30, 2012. And we're going to leave behind Papa Roach and head on up to the great white north of Canada for Nickelback. Yes, all the stars, all the stars are here. This is off of the album Dark Horse. It's Burn It to the Ground.
we're keeping the hard rock vibes going, keeping the let's get wild and crazy and have a fun time energy going. No BDSM illusions here, unfortunately. Um, this is just a rootin' tootin', get drunk, get wild rock song. Got a fistful of whiskey, a fistful of tequila, going batshit crazy, all in balls out, etc., etc. Um, again, very catchy in the chorus with the hey parts. So, you know, a pretty standard catchy, punchy, energetic rock song here, and um, honestly, it's pretty good, I think, Rich. I like it. Yeah, I, I hate to have to admit that <laughs> that song kind of, it, it kind of works, and it's kind of good, but uh, no, it, it, it it's good. It works, I, I think it works a lot better as a, a, a raw show intro than To Be Loved, and I think it lends itself perfectly to clips and, and you know, again, another editor's dream when, when, you, when you listen to the song. It's like, yeah, this song, it works. And and it has that energy. It has that powerful energy that gets you excited for the show. And it, it's it's good. I think it's a good theme. I, I, I think, you know, To Be Loved is is a song that I don't mind listening to, but I didn't really love as like the theme song to Raw or whatever, whereas this one does. This one, it, it works as both a song and it works as an intro to, to, to Raw. So I uh, hate to have it to, you know, hand it to Nickelback, but you got to hand it to Nickelback here. It's pretty good. And, and, and uh, it's a good song. I, I, I like it, and I think it works pretty well uh, to get you ready for Raw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know that Nickelback has just gotten, like, a mountain of shit over the years. But, I mean, to be fair to them, they can write a catchy song, for sure. Oh, they know what they're doing. So, sure. you know, yeah, is... they, they know what they're doing. And, and they're making a shit ton of money, so they're laughing all the way to the because people yeah. are like, these guys suck. And it's like, all right, well, here's 40,000 people coming to watch us suck, so okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but also, this is one of the last Raw themes that I have any sort of connection to whatsoever, because I wasn't really watching week to week at this point, but I still tuned in now and again, and this is around the time of when Bret Hart came back, and the Nexus, and the Pipe Bomb, and all that stuff, so yeah, this is like one of the last few times I can hear a song and be like, oh, this is the Raw theme, I know this one, so... Yeah, oh yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. I, that, that's an important point, I'm glad you brought that up, because I had the same thing too, because moving forward, starting with The Knights or whatever, I, I guess I kind of know The Knights a little bit, but like... This one was the last one where I have like warm fuzzy feelings about it. It's the last one that I'm like, ah, yeah. And you can close, you hear the song, you can close your eyes, and you have like memories, like specific memories of specific things happening on a raw. Whereas in the next, you know, six songs or whatever the hell we have coming up, like I just don't have those. Like that, I maybe remember the song to an extent, but I can't like, I can't pin down like an exact moment. But like you said, I can remind, I remember Nexus, I can remember CM Punk, I can remember, uh, you know, a lot of the Daniel Bryan's, I can remember some of this stuff during this period of burn it to the ground so so and that and that is to me also the last time that i can really make those strong connections between the visuals and and what happened on raw to the song uh that we're talking about here so it's a great point you bring up mm -hmm. up next we say bye to nickelback and hello to a new raw theme and this one lasts from august 2012 to july 2016 it's by a pair of guys named cfos hmm that's not familiar this is their song the night Got no time to 
to waste Tonight's the big go Strike quick but creep slow The competition is absent The moment that we show Countdown from three go Press X to reload Yet they still try to topple The kingdom that we own Outnumbered but outgunning We're fearless and crowd stunning Never an error on record There's no one to protect you And we would still be right here If all the money was burned But we stay bumping in your ear Cause the money was earned Yo. Rich, we finally, after 20 years, have a rap theme. Now, does it sound a lot like Remember the Name by Fort Minor? Eh, yeah, sure it does. <laughs> my, exact, um, my exact notes. Exact notes are Dollar Store Mike Shinoda. And that's my only note of <laughs> my entire thing. Because that's exactly what it is. It's like they heard Remember the Name and we're like, nailed it. We got it. Guys, let's just do that. that, that that's what it is. So you nailed it, Andrew. It's just, it, it's perfectly Mike Shinoda, Remember the Name, but the Dollar Store version of it. it it's... Yeah, it's that. It's that. And that's all it is. It's just, it's that. It's funny. I remember like going online once and reading, oh, this song sounds just like Remember the Name by Fort Minor. And I was like, you're right, it does. I wonder if anyone else thinks that. So I went on Google and I typed in WWE Raw The Night Fort Minor. And one of the results was someone on SoundCloud who posted this song years and years and years ago. They labeled it The Night by Jim Johnston featuring Linkin Park. So even back <laughs> people then, people thought this was like Mike this. Shinoda. It has to be them. And we're sure it's not? Like, I, we're honestly, we're sure it's not? Cause it, <laughs> it's not them. It, kinda, it, it feels like it is, but it, it's probably not. I know it's not, but it kind of, it, it has to be, right? It's like, wrestling. There's an entire, you know, ocean of sound-alike songs out there. It's just, it is what it is, Rich. That, that's the game, you know? It's it's Mike Shinoda's non-union Mexican equivalent. <laughs> Very nice, very nice pull there, yeah. Um, but no, to me, the most notable thing about this song isn't the song itself, really, because it's it's your standard, safe, athletic, hype video rap song. Yeah, uh, Referencing, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, bright lights, hype crowd, came to throw down, everybody get loud, and talk about competition, sky's the limit, you know, we're the best, blah, 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 we know the score. But... The big thing about this song to me is this is the first CFO song they ever did for WWE. Like this basically got them the job to do the wrestler themes. So yeah, I don't listen to this song ever really, but it's still a very important song in the history of WWE music, Rich. Yeah, it completely transformed that entire show and that entire company's sound. I mean, really, you know, moving away from, from Johnston and moving to, you know, CFOs who, who even today, like they're not there anymore, but that, that, that sound and that vibe that they brought is still kind of largely there. And I, I think they've pretty, as they officially are like, I, nobody has any CFO songs anymore. Right. Or there's like a few, maybe still hanging around. Uh, there's but, a couple left, but they've been chipping away at those for years now. Yeah. But even then, like the new songs are still like kind of influenced a lot of ways by the old CFO song. So it does, you're right. This does kind of completely transform and completely change the, the, the tenor and the entire sound of, of, of WB. And, like you said, it also gets us started on what's going to be now the next couple of songs, which are just like the most generic arena rock. Like they're going to be different. It's going to be different styles, but it's like completely packaged and made for like arenas. You know, it's completely packaged and made for sports TV show intro, like number five. It, it, every one of these songs, it's just there's they're not. And I guess that's better than like these weird lyric songs where you're like, well, this is kind of strange. It's kind of weird. Uh, I don't know about this, but like, yeah, now we're just kind of packaging them up into like the most generic possible songs that 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 are just yeah again tailor-made to be an intro of a wrestling show and, and we're going to see that moving forward uh for the next few songs mm -hmm. and uh there's two versions of this uh the first one and the 2014 remix you are now tuned in to the world's greatest 
which I think is a little bit more rocket and bombastic, but they sound pretty close, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I said with Nickelback how that song is like one of the last Raw themes I have any memories of. This is the last one, because this is the time of Daniel Bryan and The Shield and the CM Punk long title reign. And once Punk was gone, once Bryan had to retire, and once The Shield broke up, that was pretty much it for me. Um, the bright lights were not bright enough for Machine Gun Andrew Rich to keep watching Raw here, unfortunately. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, this is like the last Raw theme I have any connection to whatsoever here, Rich. Yeah, I, I'm with you because, yeah, Enemies by Shinedown, the, I heard it and I was just like, all right, <laughs> sounds good. Like, And, and yeah, th- this I think is going to start our just like let's quickly talk because, yeah, I, I – like you said, Burn It to the Ground was the one that I have like indelible memories of, like exact specific memories. And this one, The Night, is like, oh, yeah, I remember like this was in the period of like, I don't know that I have like this exact thing happened when I heard, the, you know, the, the night or whatever. It's just like you remember Daniel Bryan. You remember some of the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. You remember some other stuff, but you don't. It, it, it's not. Yeah, there, there's not those direct memories. And then after this, it's like I have nothing to say no memories of any of these other songs connecting with me on any level whatsoever yeah yeah so uh here it is the last part of the show the part i mentioned earlier uh, the last chunk of raw themes and uh this is from july 25th 2016 to present day and there are five themes on the docket this is a medley that i call the five most recent raw themes medley hit it johnny Listen up, there's not a moment to spare It's quite a drop from the top So how you feeling down there? It's a cold, cruel, harsh reality Caught, stuck, here with your enemies Journey, but it's worth it. 
Rock the dome, cold world out there, kids, grab your coat. It's been a minute, I know, now I'm back to wrong. Looking for the antidote to crack the cold. Pretty good, I admit it, I'm in classic mode. The only pity given to me, but I can't condone. Talking down to me, I'ma have to crack your nose for cracking jokes. I'm looking for the map to hope. You see that? They're making a whole lot of changes. Wrote a song about that, you should play it. I get scared when I walk on these stages. I look at the crowd and see so many faces. Yeah, that's when I start to get anxious. That's when my thoughts can be dangerous. That's when I put on my makeup and drown in self-hatred. Forget what I'm saying and where the beat go? Oh, ain't that something? Drums came in, you ain't see that coming. Hands on my head, can't tell me nothing. Got a taste of the fame, it'll bump my stomach. Throw it back up like I don't want it. Wipe my face, clean up my vomit. OCD trying to push my buttons, I said don't touch it. I got a vision I see in my head, a melody buried deep into my soul. They call us crazy, we cutting the edge, unlocking the future and letting it go. This is a calling that's higher the time we decided our stories are gonna be told. This is where legends are born, we paving the road, a future that favors the bold. Break the rules, break the laws, this is the moment we change it all. Break the rules, break the laws, this is the moment we change it all. Yeah, greatness, yeah, it feels like greatness. Woo! Greatness, yeah, it feels like greatness. Legendary in the making, reach out and we take it. About to emerge, we on the verge, and it feels like yeah. greatness. So the five songs in order are Enemies by Shinedown, Born for Greatness by Papa Roach, Legendary by Skillet, The Search by NF, and Greatness by Vo Williams. And honestly, if you put a gun to my head and said, name the five most recent Raw themes, just pull the trigger because I couldn't tell you one of them. And you might be thinking to yourself, Andrew, you're the music guy. How can you say that? Well, A, I don't know everything. Google is a very good friend of mine. And B, my dislike for WWE and my disinterest in watching Raw is way more powerful than my interest in looking smart here. It's just the way it is, Rich. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Well, have to apologize to me. Yeah, they, these are just a smorgasbord of just like, I mean, Enemies by Shinedown is like just the most generic butt rock song you could possibly, it's a terrible song. Like just an awful song. Like a lot of these ones I've been like, ah, you know what? I don't love Nickelback, but this Nickelback song is pretty good. And I don't love this, you know, Dollar Store Mike Shinoda song, but it's okay. This song stinks. Like this one is <laughs> awful. I hate this song. This one is so bad. Uh, and then Born for Greatness is, my God, it is, it, it's Papa Roach. It's Papa but, Roach doing Imagine Dragons. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. My exact notes, Andrew, are Papa Roach doing some horrific dollar store Imagine Dragons slash EDM thing here. It's just a horrendous song as the intro to Raw and just a horrendous attempt at being like, ah, Imagine Dragons are popular. Let's do that. And it's so bad. It's not good at all. It's really, really bad. And then Legendary by Skillet is just the most generic ass arena rock song <laughs> ever. It's like those guys got in the booth and were like, let's see if someone will buy this for the intro to like the NFL on Fox or whatever. And that's, that's all they did. And luckily rock came, came a call and USA said, ah, and don't know. said, yeah, there we go. We got it, man. And, and there it is. So those three songs together are just like, they're, they're just really bad from 2016 to, you know, October of 2020, just bad, bad songs. And then the search by NF is like, is WWE like how depressed are they about the pandemic? They opt for <laughs> I know. like horrorcore rap. Like, what is this song? I'm listening to it and I'm like, when did they decide to choose this? And then like the you know the 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 chorus comes and you're like, all right, I, I guess like 
that's sort of but it's just a very bizarre it's just really depressing it, it's just it's a weird as fuck song and it's just a really 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 strange song to have as the intro uh, uh to raw and then greatness is like you get it you know you get greatness is like again packaged perfectly to be the introduction to a professional wrestling show so it works it, it, it i don't love the song it absolutely works as a show intro. I think calling 2022 to the present raw greatness uh, is a little <laughs> dubious, but it works. It works even if I don't love it. Uh, so that one I can't really rag on, but those other ones are just particularly the search by NF. What is this song? <laughs> Why is this the theme to raw? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, I like shine down. I like some skillet, but besides that, you know, these songs are just, just kind of there. Nothing to sink your teeth into with these. I mean, they're all meant to be, you know, stirring and inspirational and uh, they all touch on similar topics you know enemies is about enemies and fighting duh born for greatness is about standing up for yourself and and being great being born for greatness legendary is about being the best again nothing new there greatness same kind of thing of course the one outlier here is yes the search because it's about struggling with anxiety and depression which is a much more complex theme than just we're going to be great and be the best no, it's this guy rapping about having a breakdown, which, I mean, hey, watching Raw and having a breakdown, that's, you know, that's pretty true to life, I think, there. Especially you know, I felt like yeah. this guy after watching the pandemic era Raw, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thunderdome WWE will uh, make you hug a pillow tightly, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll give that song credit for at least being a little bit more layered than usual. But besides that, these songs, they're just, again, they're just there. In one ear, out the other, Rich. That's pretty much it for me. So, yeah, yeah. A lot of them just they just kind of blend together. Uh, uh, Born for greatness is yeah. That that song again is just wild. That it's Papa Roach. Like you would have never in a million years <laughs> if I if I played that song for you, you would have never said ah yeah. That's the cut my life into pieces, guys for sure. Like no, it's just it, it's clearly them being like hey, this Magic Dragon thing is taking off. Should we just do this? And they're like yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> let's try to make some money. And uh, I I don't know. I I don't know if it worked for them or not. I don't know anything about uh, the 2017 Crooked Teeth album from a. Uh, 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 Papa Roach, but uh, yeah, and then the other stuff is just, I don't know, it, it, it's very forgettable, very forgettable era of Raw and a very forgettable collection of themes here that just do not really do anything for you, and that goes, like I said, into greatness, which is, you know, the current theme, and it's, it's it works as a show intro, but it's just got nothing to it, it's got no juice, nothing that really, I don't know, there, there's probably somebody right now that, that has, like, you know, complete, like, we're talking about across the nation, and throwing your eye, Maybe there's somebody out there that's like, ah, yeah, this is, I'll always remember greatness and, and how awesome, you know, April 2022 Raw was. But I don't know. <laughs> I just can't, I can't get in that person's head space. I can't get in their mind. But uh, yeah, this is just a, it, just a perfect representation of where Raw and where WWE has gone over the last, you know, eight years. It's just generic as hell and just kind of thrown together, whatever. You, you know, it's, it's, I, I have no strong thoughts about any of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even if I was watching every week, I don't think these songs would stick with me because they're just not around long enough. Right, These right. have a pretty quick turnaround. You know, Enemies, about a year and a half. Born for Greatness, about a year and a half. Legendary, a year. The Search, a little over a year. Greatness, that's sort of February of last year. So, yeah, these are very quick turnarounds compared to the first themes that we had. You know, the first theme was around for four years. Thrown in Your Eye was like five years total. Across the nation, four years. Um, so yeah, it's like no wonder we have no connection to these songs. They're just not around long enough. You know, it's crazy, man. Yeah, and it, what was cool about those early th- songs is they did feel like they would change when WWE was changing. Like they, they felt like they 
they kind of ebbed and flowed with what WWE was like, you know, when we're going to enter the Attitude Era. The early part, you know, by, by early 1997, they're starting to get a little edgy. They're starting to have a little bit of juice. And that's when the Beautiful People comes in. And then, then Thorny and Rock comes in. And that, that lets in the Attitude Era. And it works perfectly. It fits for that era. It fits for that time. You know, outside, of, you know, now the Attitude Era is over. WCW's dead. Um, we're moving into this new thing of, 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 of Raw versus SmackDown type of thing. And Across the Nation works perfectly for that era of, of, of Raw. And even to be loved. It fits like that. The, the WWE is a very different company in 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 2006 2009 than it was in 2002 to 2006. So it all kind of works there, and and really to an extent, burn it to a ground, burn it to the ground too. And then after that point, it's just WWE doesn't change much. It's kind of all the same. And yeah, you don't like legendary by skillet. You're you're not going to be like ah yes, September of 2019 to October 2020. Who can forget? You know that, that era of RAW. It just doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> other than like the pandemic throwing everything for a loop. It just doesn't feel like these songs match with the eras anymore, and that's probably more of a reflection of WWE. But, but also, like you said, like they're just changing songs willy nilly and just changing them because they're changing them, and it doesn't feel like they're changing for any any real reason. Why in those early days it did feel like, all right, we're not this company anymore, we're not like that anymore, so we can't, we we need to move off a of thorn in your eye. It doesn't feel like there's any reason to change from legend to or legendary to the the search to born for greatness. It's just we're changing because we're changing at this point. Right, right, and um, we're recording this uh, before the Raw 30 episode. So for all we know, they could have a new theme debut there too. So it might happen knowing them. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, those are the Raw themes. Those are all the Raw themes. Um, we did slide a little bit faster there at the end with the last bunch of songs, but I mean, to be honest, Rich, how many people out there are clamoring for like deep analysis of greatness or legendary or whatever? And it's like, you know, you should have dove deep in those songs. It's like, we got nothing, man. I'm sorry. It's... I got nothing to tell you, man. <laughs> My notes are so short. Exactly. Like, yeah. I was hoping that, you know, when I wrote those notes, and I was like, I don't know. Hopefully, Andrew's got a lot to say about you know the search, other than like this is really weird. But yeah, I, I'm glad this is a much better way to do it. We would have been just struggling, struggling to fill this time because yeah, there's just nothing to talk about with these songs. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode of Music of the Mat. Thank you so much for listening, not just for this episode, but for six whole goddamn years my god it's been that long it's crazy i know um i just want to say that you know i'm so grateful to all the listeners out there for their support over the years i'm grateful to all of the guests i've had on who put up with my nonsense and punnery <laughs> um thank you of course to all the good people at voices of wrestling for their love and support as well and rich last but not least of course thank you man for being here and for all of your support and love and guidance over the years. You and Joe both. Um, you guys gave me and Chris the go-ahead to do this show all those years ago. And you've always been supportive of it. And it's just been a real hoot and a holler ever since. So sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, thank you very, very much. No, and, and I appreciate everything that you've done as well. Because like I said, it, it, it is far and away my favorite wrestling it's a favorite, favorite podcast like it, it because it blends music and it blends wrestling and, and 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 you're such a good host and and you're able to get so much out of guests as well and your research is is incredible too so it's like you learn i learned something on every single show and that's that's really what you can ask for in, in, in a podcast is is be entertained laugh but then also learn and 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 that's what you do uh better than almost anybody else does it so yeah you, it's a tremendous job and and i can't believe it's been six years but it's been it's been great it, it's a catalog of of, of content and a catalog of, of podcasts that uh that's I, I hope more people listen to and 
one thing that I love too is that you can go back to any old episode. And it's fine. You know what I mean? It's completely evergreen. So there are times where I'm like a, on a long road trip or whatever, and I just I fire up like two hours of. I'm sure my wife doesn't love that, but <laughs> I listen to two hours of music of the Mac because I love it or three hours. Like it's just perfect to just put on and just kind of have. And, and and again, like you learn, you you laugh and you learn, and that's more than you can ask for in a podcast. So yeah, thank you for all. Uh, the hours of content and the hours the, uh, of entertainment. You've done a tremendous job with this, and, and and I absolutely love this show. Well, thank you very much. Uh, again, I really appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Um, okay, any plugs you want to give? Right ahead. Uh, Voices Wrestling. You may have uh, heard of it, but that's uh, that's the website. Definitely go there. Uh, Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. If you're listening to this show, uh, make sure you subscribe to the entire network as well. We also have feeds uh, for every show on the network. So uh, that that helps us all. So you know what? Subscribe to the main Voice Wrestling Podcast Network feed, but then subscribe to every other feed as well and make sure you download every single one of those because that helps us all. And uh, and more than anything, spread the word. Like I, I've talked about this before, that one of my frustrations is that more people don't listen to this show because I think it's it's tremendous. So that's my plea. That's my plug is that if you're listening to this show, tell your friends, tell your wrestling fan friends, tell your non-wrestling fan friends, because this is a, I, I think, a show that, transcends you know fandom in a lot of ways even if they're laps fans i think that they're still gonna love it and there's enough episodes there uh, uh for for them to you know dig into so yeah just spread the word let people know about music in the mat uh let people know about the voice dressing podcast network but definitely let people know about this show because it it, it it deserves to be the most listened to you know one of the most listened to wrestling podcasts i think it is really really that good and that tremendous so that's my plug is is is, is plug this show plug music <laughs> in the mat plug the work that andrew does here because it's just it, it it's unmatched all these man hours cannot go to waste, people. Please, I beg of you, listen to the show. Right. <laughs> it can't just be Rich who listens. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> right. well, I, I, download a, I download all of them a couple times just to make sure. So it's kind of help. <laughs> well, thank you again for that. Yeah, you're doing your part. Thank you. Yes. Well, uh, you plugged the site and the network already. So I will just say that you can follow the show on Twitter at Music of the Mat. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew T. Rich. Voicesofwrestling.com slash Discord for all discussions and comments. Voicesofwrestling.com slash donate for any donations. Uh, just click the big donate button beneath the name Music of the Mat. If you donate, hey, thanks so much. You're awesome. Actually, yeah, and do of that. Course, you know, right? Instead of spreading the word about it, just pay Andrew like $10,000. Just give him $10,000. Yeah, give me money. Who cares about listening? Just, just give me money, <laughs> please. Actually, yeah, check that. <laughs> Don't listen to this show. Don't tell anybody to listen to the show. Just donate $10,000 to Andrew. That's a much better way to do it. This all sounds great to me. I'm just saying there. So <laughs> it's a good idea. But um, but yes, rate review, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many other places. Uh, Rich, thank you again, and I'll see you around. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. All right. For Rich Creech, I'm Andrew Rich. Thank you once again for six wild, stupid, crazy years. Let year seven commence, and I'll see you next time. You know what, actually? Jay and Mark, you guys take us out. Well... Chick, I guess the first thing that we got to do is say thank you to the ass boys. Y'all read our Christmas card on national television last night. I didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't either. I, didn't think I they, couldn't believe it. And they even showed up gifts in the stock. They even said our names on was, national TV. On national television. Ain't that some shit? There go. Hey, but hey, let's cut the bullshit, all right? The match has been made. Briscoes versus FTR part three. Part three, baby. No right. dog collar match. Hey. You understand the implications of that? Not only are we going to have a chain connecting us with a collar around the yeah. neck, yeah. but it also yeah. means that anything goes. You're not going to hear no yeah. ding, ding, yeah. ding. You're yeah. winning by way of DQ. That's not going to happen. happen. We're going to have collars. We're going to have chains. We're going to be connected. It's going to be crazy as shit. I have to y'all, but tell y'all right now, I'm going to be real with y'all. 
We don't never do this. We don't never say shit like this, but we're going to say it right now. Y'all is the toughest tag team we've ever been in the ring with, right? Really? The last two matches was two of the toughest fights of our lives. However, however. Man, I know y'all big on tape study. Y'all Bret Hart guys. Man, let, let me give Bring you a... Bring it down quick for uh, tick. Bring it down. Hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. Bret Hart versus Terry Punk. Okay. Who's your money on? I might go with Bret Hart straight okay. up. I mean, I might. I don't know. Not in a barbed wire match. Nah, hell no. Not in a steel cage match. Hell no. Not in an anything goes hell match. I'm going with Terry 10 times out of 10. A whole new element right here, man. FTR, FTR, y'all boys is bad. But is y'all bad like this? Y'all watch it. Y'all know how we get down. Y'all watch them boys' tapes? Y'all know how we get down, them man. no DQ tapes? We get ready to go buck wild out of that bitch. Y'all seen them? Buck wild out of that bitch. Y'all scared? Me? Huh? Y'all starting to get a little bit nervous? I huh? ain't nervous. I feel like I'm about to turn into a werewolf right huh? now and shit. A damn werewolf, man. Is it Saturday yet? Is it Saturday yet? In the back of your mind, is y'all a little bit timid? Check. Just ask me. Just ask me one more thing. It can't come. cut this bitch off. It can't come soon enough. It can't come soon enough. Ask me one more thing, Chick. We'll come after 12. Hey, 13 all day long. You man. heard it, man. 13 times. 13 times, bitches. World tag. Is it Saturday yet? Cut the bitch off, G. Ha! Music of the Mad is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The songs used throughout this show are property of their respective copyright holders. Hi, my name is Tyler Fornis, and I am the co-host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hunky here on the Voice Wrestling Podcasting Network. Every week, my co-host Fred Moreland and I discuss all the happenings of all elite wrestling and everything going on in the universe of Tony Khan. We talk about Dynamite, we talk about Rampage, and we will talk about Collision when the time comes as well, along with all the appearances outside of AEW from all the best talents in all elite wrestling. This is one of the more cohesive wrestling companies in the entire world, and we discuss every intricacy about it, including the unique booking of Tony Khan that is both a huge positive and a major detriment. Check us out every single Thursday here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network.